Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. And this is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life? Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you, why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you and your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brigjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you.
Hey guys, you're listening to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast for the high achieving Black woman. And I have a special guest, but first, I guess I should introduce myself. I'm Brig. <laughs> and I have one of my one-on-one clients, one of the amazing clients that I am so fortunate to work with. And she just finished around and I think she's going to do a second one. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see if she decides, but yeah. And so I want to let her introduce herself to you and we're going to get into it and talk about her transformation and why she decided to work with me and all the stuff. So tell them who you want to go. Hi. Hi guys. I'm Goli Calcran. I am also a coach, a master certified life coach. And I have a brand, a podcast, a community under the brand Lessons from a Quitter. And I help high achieving people who are really miserable in their jobs, either love it, learn how to love it or quit and go figure out something else. My background, you know, I think we all help the person that we were. I used to be a lawyer for a number of years and I was extremely unhappy as a lot of lawyers tend to be. And a lot of people that sort of found themselves in these professions in order to be quote unquote successful and then realized that maybe they were doing the wrong thing. And through my own journey of figuring out what I want to do and then becoming a coach, I really realized how many people feel stuck and feel like they're somewhere they're not supposed to be, but just stay year after year. And so I really set out to help and change that and let them know that they can start over and there's so many other things they can do. And so that's what I do. So good. So good. And I love it. I love it. So I remember you putting a bug in my ear like one time at a mastermind we were in about maybe working with me. And I was like, okay, when when you're ready. Like, it wasn't even that, by the way. I accosted you because here was my problem is that I know that you focus on helping black women. And I didn't want to take a black woman's spot because I'm not black and I know how deeply important your work is. But I also know that you're the best of the best. And when we were at the mastermind, you spoke about something that I was at that moment really struggling with. And I hadn't known that I was struggling with. So I had recently uncovered in other coaching that like a lot of my issues that come up is the fact that I haven't created safety within myself, that I really feel unsafe from all the traumas that we all kind of, you know, that so many of us have. I realized that so much of my people pleasing and my need for other people to validate me and to love me and all of these kind of maladaptive behaviors that I have stemmed from the fact that I don't really know how to create that safety. And you talked at that mastermind, not because you you were talking about your business and you were saying that this is what you help women do. And I like found you and cornered you. And I was like, Brick, if you have a spot, and you're willing to let me in. And I don't want to take someone else's spot. But if you have one, then you have to coach me. And you were like, all right, we could talk. I have some spots. I'll see if I have some spots. Because I think you were also, you were at that time was right when you were going into like opening your group. And so I thought you weren't going to do one-on-one anymore. And I, I knew I wasn't going to be a part of the group. So I was like, well, if you have one-on-one, right, I can fit you. I might be able to fit you in. And I was like, thank you. Please take me. <laughs> yeah, my one-on-one slots are like, I work with the people that I just really enjoy working with. Uh, And I think it's like they're at a certain level in their life and business. Like their business is off the ground and doing. It's not that they're having a problem surviving. It's they're having a problem thriving. Like they could thrive, but they're not. 
that's where my one-on-one are. That's why I was like, okay, we'll see. (laughs) And so I'm glad that you brought that point up because you know that I work with primarily Black women. But for my one-on-one, I work with, because it's one-on-one, so there's not a group to protect. I like protecting that container. Yeah, That is my focus. But I'm glad you brought it up that you were brave enough to come and go, like, put your hand up, like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, sure, of course, right? Yeah. Anybody and I will say that too. I'm glad I was brave enough because I normally I wouldn't be. And I think that there it is good to know. I mean, even uh, obviously, I think it might be good for you to know if you do have other one-on-ones that other people might have that thought too. And I think that that is a good thing to think like, hey, some spaces aren't for me and that's okay, right? Like I don't need to insert myself into a group that I really, not that I don't belong in that sense. I'm just saying in the sense that like, by me being there, it changes the dynamic and it isn't the place for me. And so I always want to be respectful of that, like in the sense of like, yeah, there's just some places that's okay. I don't need to be welcomed everywhere or be belong everywhere. But I am proud of myself because I was like, I want to coach with her so badly. I was just kind of like, if she doesn't want to do it, she'll just say no. Worst comes to worst is she'll say, no, I, I can't coach you. And I'll be like, all right, I'll find some, you know, another coach. But luckily that didn't happen. So. Yeah. No, it didn't. I would say like we need as black women, we need our allies strong mentally, emotionally yeah. too. Like <laughs> I love helping because I think it just keeps giving also like on both sides of it for sure. Okay. So tell us then like, can you paint a picture for us mm-hmm. that your typical work day, like what was going on before yeah. we started working together and what was your primary stressor? Why was it that you were like, Oh, I want to work with Brie. Yeah. Okay. What you just said was like interesting because I, I feel like it described me to a T is that I wasn't like in a point where I'm like trying to survive. I was doing okay. I had a multiple six-figure business. I had gotten my business off the ground. I have a pretty good family life, you know, like for all intents and purposes on the outside, I'm doing great and I am yeah. doing great. And I obviously am not new to coaching and I had, you know, gotten my own certification. And I think, oh, the reason we had waited was because when I had asked you, I was in master coach training and you were like, okay, let that finish because it was super intense. So I was, you know, I, I obviously have these tools, but I was realizing that I wasn't thriving. And what I mean by that is that entrepreneurship really brings everything to the service, everything you tried to bury, everything you were like, I don't need to deal with that. I'll compartmentalize. I'll put that aside. It's like, oh, no, no, we're going to deal with it every day. We're just going to keep bringing it up. And I realized for me, I was playing this game of like hide and seek, like where I would come out or it was not hide and seek, peekaboo. Like I would peekaboo and I would like put stuff on social media and then I would retreat because I would be, my nervous system would be so shot. Like I have all of these very deep childhood like wounds of like needing to be loved and needing to be liked and needing everyone to approve of me and needing to be perfect. And it's all these defense mechanisms that I know are there. But when you have to then put your face out on social media every single day, as much as I was doing thought work and as much as I was like kind of getting myself to know, like, you know, I'm allowed to take up space and dealing with my thoughts of like, who cares if people don't like me? You could say all those things, but it's like my body was having a visceral reaction. Like I would post things and I, I think we talked about it. What's fascinating is that it wasn't like I post and nobody likes it. And I go into a tailspin of like, nobody likes it. It was actually the posts that were doing well. It's like when I was very visible, I would literally hide under the covers for three days. I was like, I don't want this many people looking at me. I don't want this many people. And so it was weird because it was like my successes that was causing me the most stress. 
And it was causing me to hide. So then I knew like this business I have could be so much bigger. Like I have something that has helping so many people and I so desperately want to help them. And I know that they're in pain and I know I can help them. And yet I'm too scared to have people see me. And I'm too scared. And I have all of these things that I haven't dealt with. And I so I just knew like that's my next level. Like I've managed to get past that initial hump where for some people they can't even start the Instagram page or put themselves out there. I was like, I could do that. But I realized every time I was getting a little successful, I would self-sabotage and I would just hide. And I'd be like, okay, just too much. Slow it down. Burn it all to the ground. Not going to launch again. I can't have that, you know? And so I started realizing like, there's something here. I'm not like, I could be doing so much bigger and and I'm really like limiting, like dimming my own light. And I'm really not helping as many people as I can. And you had been talking about those same things, like I said, and I had been following you and I knew that you really understood some of the that level of like when you feel unsafe being seen. So I was like, well, we got to tackle this. And yeah. so that's why I came and sought you out. I love that. And I love that you're like, yeah, I was thriving. I had on the outside. It looks mm-hmm. amazing. I call it duck feet. Like it looks amazing. <laughs> like you're just going around looking like a beautiful duck. Everything's looking pretty. And then underneath it's like, wah, 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 right. Like 100%. Panic, there's like, you don't see the terror that's going inside. What does she think? of you? How does she say it? Should I go here? What did I say? Did I say that right? Like everything. And just managing all the stuff. And it really is the more visible you get, the more this came on. And, and of course, in our coaching, we figured it all out. And I, I remember telling you and telling you to congratulate yourself a lot about the fact that you are doing this work and the shame that we have about why are you hiding like or the shame of us having good lives, but yet not enjoying it yeah. and ourselves up. You know, a big part of it was for me was shame, right? It was shame on all sides, right? It was shame of like, why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just like, this is good enough? And like, why can't you just be grateful? And it was shame of like, why can't you just like do what these other people are doing and just show up live every day and post and stuff? Like why, it was always just this like, why can't you be different? Why can't you just go out and make a you know million dollar business? And why can't you? And then when I would do that or when I would make more, it's like, why do you always need so much? And why are, you know, it's like, there's no winning in that. And so- I really felt like for me, it was just like this cloud of shame constantly. And I knew that that was just this this kind of protective mechanism of my brain to try to slow me down. And I realized that it's not really like my voice, but so like, how do I really grapple with it? Because it, it sounds so real. I remember we we talked about this, like I have this tendency of just being like, pedal to the metal, like gas and then break, gas and break. There was no like cruise control. There's no like, oh, let's just coast. It was like, we're going all in. We're going to do this like launch and we're going to show up every day. And then we're going to get so burned out and we're going to pump the brakes. And I felt like the shame was steering me. It was like, why can't you just do more? And I'm like, okay, let's do more. And then I do more. And I was like, why do you need more? And I'm like, oh my God, let's just stop. You know? And I was like, okay, this is giving me whiplash and we need to stop this immediately. Right. And I think, I think in the coaching is like, we started seeing the patterns and I started showing you the patterns and you started understanding yourself so much more. And I would be like, yeah, because like your protector and you're like, I yeah. like where I would like say, I don't want to talk about our coaching, but how was it for you when you started understanding yourself? Like with the coaching, what was that like for you? Oh my God, life-changing, life-changing. And this is what I say is like, as somebody that like, 
I think a lot of high achievers do this. A lot of people that have been for a long time forced to take care of themselves or figure it out. I always kept saying like, yeah, I know. I know I shouldn't say this or I know I shouldn't shame myself or I know I shouldn't, you know, and it's like logically even like understanding the coaching concepts and stuff. But like deep down, I couldn't. And I was like, but it still keeps coming back. And so on an emotional level, I didn't know. And I think a lot of what you did for me was help me see it in such a different way. I love the way that you really combine so many different modalities and so many different ways of like approaching a problem. So it's not just like, okay, what are your thoughts about this? But like really like how it feels in your body and what are these parts and who are we talking to and how we process this feeling? And I, it just gave me another, truly a different way of looking at it and relating to it. And in such a more gentler way, it felt like a hug, you know, like it was like, oh my God, we can just like put this down for a second and like breathe. And we don't have to like keep this internal fight constantly happening. And really like when you bring that love to it, like so much of it just calms down. I think you even talk about this as like the manager, but like it's the manager or CEO and more like the parent coming in and being like, everything's okay. Everybody's okay here, right? And we're going to give everybody what they need. And when I started learning to relate to that, it changed so much. I -hmm. remember when you were saying this, like, so when we first started coaching was when the revolution, the latest iteration of the revolution in Iran was happening, was just starting up. And for people that may not know, I'm Iranian American and I was born in Iran. And so that brought up a lot for me. And that was a time when it was funny because we were, I started coaching with you for like business, but then it like, I completely shut down and I was like, I'm not doing any business for like those couple of months. I was very focused on like that revolution and what was happening. And at that time, you gave me this mantra of like low and slow. And we were just talking about the different parts of me and what I needed. And, and I was telling you today that like, I still, every day I catch myself and I'm just like, oh, low and slow. That's all we need to do. It was such an impactful coaching session and it was so needed at that time for me. I was, it was such a really emotionally charged time. And that was the beauty of this coaching is like, it just helped me like turn down the fever pitch on a lot of stuff that was happening within me where it was like, nothing has gone wrong. Yeah. We can do this slowly. We right. don't have to change anything right now. I'm always in control. And like when I kind of learned, really understood, embodied those concepts, it just made everything infinitely easier. Yeah. Life still happens, but like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it happened. <laughs> we but, went through it. Yeah, but. right. But like the way you relate to yourself is so much yeah. more, even when life is lifing. It's just a gentler. And I think the more marginalized we are, the more we just really, like we become this harsh, harsh, mm-hmm. out of safety critic and like mm-hmm. harsh person to ourselves. And I'm like, that's, there's no need for that. And it's complete opposite because a lot of people think like, oh no, I can't coach with brick. I would be afraid to coach with brick. And yeah. I'm like, it's just the opposite. My oh my God. Yes. The opposite. Oh yeah. No, her container is the most gentle, the most gentle container I've ever been. I mean, I think that you're a good mix. Cause I think you will call people out on their bullshit and you definitely called me out on my bullshit a couple, you know, and you need that. And there's times where I'm like, oh, you're right. Why am I doing that? You know? And it's like, But I think for the most part, it's the most gentle, loving, like mama bear hug that I needed in so many ways of like really learning how to nurture myself, like learning how to give that to myself and 
how much easier that just made actually going through it. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm not trying to make you dependent on me. I'm giving no, yeah. tools to be able to help you. Like if you want to call me in a crisis, fine. I'm like, if it's a crisis crisis, I'm going to be like, wait a minute now. Coaching is not for crisis, <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, my goal is like, when you come on the call for you to go, I went through this, 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 and this is how I took care yeah. of myself. Which is kind of what you just did. Like I hadn't talked to you in a while. You were like, I went through this, this, and this totally. is myself. And that yeah, me did my job. A hundred percent. And that's the thing is like, I think it's, you gave me a different way of relating to myself and you gave me a different way of like learning how to see myself and talk to myself. And so, you know, when we worked on a certain example or certain thing I was going through at that time, I think the beauty of coaching is like just learning the tools. So then it's like, okay, of course, life is going to life and it's going to keep coming at you. And there's still going to be other times. And it's like, well, now I have another tool in my tool belt to be like, oh, this is the same thing. Like, this is what's going on here. And like, how do we relate to this? You know, and like I said, like even these mantras, for me, it's just an instant reminder of going back to kind of that feeling like, okay, I know you think there's a rush. I know you think you have to change it. Like, low and slow. Like that was just one of them. But like, it's, it really just helped me learn how to think about my problems and learn how to think about myself and learn how to relate to myself in such a different way. Yes. Yes. Okay. So many, many of my listeners can relate to feeling overwhelmed by their responsibilities, professional mm -hmm. life, everything. And just share one that you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. Can you share an instance where panic or stress significantly hindered your ability and how that has changed, how you used to relate to it and now how that's changed like now? Yeah, like sure. Yeah, I think like, like I said, I mean, for me, a lot of the panic and stress was related to like my business and all of the shoulds of what I should be doing and what I should have done by now and why I'm behind or why I should, you know, and it was a lot of obviously like creating more stress where there wasn't actually a lot of stress. And I think that's what you really helped me see was just how much drama I was adding on to it, just how much I was creating. Thinking about it was creating problems that weren't there. And when like, again, the situation is still the situation. Like I still have to market and I still have to launch and I have to still have to put it out there. But it just becomes easier when you're not constantly yelling at yourself every single day that like it should have been better. Right. And so I think like the way you kind of, we worked a lot on like, not like what if there is no problem here, but like, why are we making this a problem? And who said it was a problem? And where was I supposed to be? And when I really had to kind of confront these things. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that it's funny, like you don't see what you don't see is like, even though I teach this stuff, it's like, I was convinced there were certain problems. Like in my mind, I was like, no, 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 but this is the facts. This is the problem here. And really just even dismantling that, like, wait, wh why is this a problem? Like this is working. And for me, I was like, wait, it is, you know, and even just like related to like, what if there was no problem here at all from the beginning that I just created all this. And so it really helped, like, for me realize like the overwhelm was just in this spinning in my head constantly in this kind of self-shame and this talk of it should be more, it should be bigger, you should be better. And I feel like when I was able to put that down, it was like, okay, well now it's just, let's deal with the tax. Are you going to launch or you're not? Are you going to do this? But there's not this like fever pitch of like yelling every day in my head. Yeah. I can't remember what, what it was, but like, it was like, your relationship with your husband is great. Yeah. 
And I'm like, so those skills yeah. are there and available to you. Why aren't we using it over yeah. here? And for you, it was like, huh? That was the biggest, <laughs> that was yeah. the biggest aha. I like <laughs> one of the biggest I've had with you. Wasn't even that. So what was happening is that because I didn't even realize this, by the way, this is what I mean is you don't see sort of like your blind spots because you're not in it. I mean, you're not kind of watching yourself. Right. And I know like, because I came to you knowing that I want to work on whatever these issues I have with my business, right? I just assumed like, of course, all the six months we're talking about business and like I would come every week and it would be a problem about my business. And then like four months in, five months in, you're like, you know that you don't bring me any other problem. Like we don't talk about family. We don't talk about your husband. We don't talk about like your kids. We don't talk about, you know, weight, whatever. And I was like, yeah, because all those are fine. Like, why would we talk about those? And we were talking about my husband and I, I'm very blessed. We like, we have a very good relationship. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned like, well, you know, you could like other people have different because I was like, no, it's just because he's great. And you're like, no, it's your thoughts about him. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's just fantastic. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> you could think all these other things. And it was really like, oh, my God. And that's what I mean is like I started realizing how much drama I create around my business because I'm just constantly bringing thoughts about how it's not working. And I don't do that in other areas. I don't do that with my friendships and my family life. I'm just accepting of what it is and like accepting other people and not needing it to be that different and letting it be. And I was like, oh my God, can I do that here too? What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. a big aha for me. Just seeing that we are the creator. Like I was like, no, your husband isn't creating that experience. You, <laughs> yeah. you were like, no, he's just really amazing. And he but I was like, and you know, someone else could be married to the exact totally. same and have a completely different perspective. So I was like, you're creating this. So yeah. how come we're not creating this over here? Yeah. And it's just, and a, it's just a way of empowering you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. And that's when I started realizing, like after that session, I remember going home and really thinking like, what are the thoughts could I be having right now in my relationship. And I started seeing, I was like, oh my God, I could be focusing on all these things he's not doing. And I could be angry that we're not, you know, like these other people and we're not getting, you know, whatever. And I could be mad. And I was like, it doesn't even cross my mind because those aren't things that are important to me. And I know where his heart's at. And it's funny how much like I just give him the benefit of the doubt. And like I see his intention, even if his actions are different. And I mean, we've been together for so long and it wasn't always like this. It's just, it has become easier, but when I started seeing that, I was like, oh, no, she's right. I am, I am creating this, creating which this. is awesome because like I have a really great marriage. So like, that's great that I can do this. But like, why am I not doing this with my business then? Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is I think one of the things that we worked on a lot was, and I know you talked about it, but I really want to dive into like making our reactions to triggers or traumas or, or anything wrong. I'm like, mm. why would we beat up our normal reactions mm. when we've gone through trauma? I'm like, why is that wrong? Like, yeah. so you should go through trauma and never have that imprinted on you. And your nervous system should never adjust to that. And so the fact that my nervous system has it adjusted to something that I went through. Yeah, wow. yeah I did a lot of that. I think that this is the thing whether it's the way that you become because of trauma or whether your brain was like wired this way, like I'm a super analytical, logical thinker. I'm very like rational brain. Yeah. And that has served me to a certain extent. And I think that it has helped. Me. I think for so many people that do go through trauma, 
it helps you compartmentalize and it helps you not be able to kind of keep a lid on it when you need it to. But I think what it does is it also, we see certain things with like our rational brain. And I think for so many of us, like we see so many people that have had so many more horrific traumatic right. experiences. And that was what, a lot of what I was doing too. It's like, well, it's not that bad of trauma. And like other people had worse trauma than me. And so I should be able to just move on by this point. Or like, I thought I logically understand I went through this thing and it was really difficult, but now I'm okay. And now I'm safe. And now I have this great life and stuff. So why can't I just move on? Right. And I think it really wasn't me realizing, or I thought, you know, there's an acceptable response. I can give myself an acceptable reaction, but if I'm going too much, then I need to, what the hell's wrong with me? Like that was an overreaction to this trigger. Right. And so I was constantly policing my own reactions. Like this is not allowed. You get up to five, you can't go to 10, right? Like we'll give you five, don't push it. Right. And I was very much like, no, this is too much. And again, that was even like a safety thing. I was like, it's not safe to be this angry. It's not safe to show this. And it was also like other people are going to judge you. And who do you think you are? And other people have had worse traumas and this kind of like, you know, trauma Olympics. And I think you really helped me with that. And it's funny looking back how much I minimized my experience. And yes. you were like, wait, I'm sorry. That's why is that not trauma? And I was like, I know, right. I was like, you went through what? I know. Like, excuse me. And then your mom and I'm like, you know, you inherit that shit from your mom too, right? Like, I, know. I'm like, I know. And I kept be like, well, she had it so much worse. And you're like, yeah. And then that gets passed down to you. And I'm like, right? oh, like, does it? She was pregnant with you when that was going yeah. on. You're like, oh, like, yeah. I think the biggest gift that I can give, especially my high achieving, because we're always going through this life. I know it because I coached myself through it. That's why yeah. I do this is because I was going through my life going, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with me? Literally, what's wrong? How come I'm not doing this? Not this, this, this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that was absolutely what I was realizing is that I was so hell bent on like, I know the right way to respond to like how I'm allowed to respond and how I'm not. And if it's more than that, and like, I think obviously, I think a lot of times we minimize to protect ourselves because it's really painful to sit with a lot of the th things that we've maybe gone through and like we don't really realize and stuff. And it was really validating to just have someone witness it and be like, of course, how are you not seeing that these things are connected and it all kind of stems from this? And of course it stems from this. And of course you go through this. And it was like, oh, it's okay for me to feel this way. It's okay for me to have these feelings because... I really wasn't like allowing myself to have that. And so much, by the way, made sense after that. So much of my life made sense. I was like, oh my God, I have been doing this from when I was a child and it all can really be kind of drawn back to this, these events. And I think that validation is very powerful because mm -hmm. it, it helps really reduce that shame. It just helps be like, what if this is a normal reaction to what you've gone through. What if this is just, of course, your little brain, like learning how to survive in this. And so that was life-changing, right? It was really like me learning to kind of hold myself through, like, of course you might have a disproportionate reaction to something like this because it's yeah. triggering really painful things. Yeah, right. And it's like really important that we see the example because nine times out of 10, we didn't see the example of that validation. So I mirror that to you so that it's not really 
my validation that's really, I'm just giving you the example. It's that self-validation that totally once you're like, oh, I make sense. Then it's like that self-valuation comes totally. That's when you over. And we shouldn't need this, obviously, like and part of this is learning that you don't need other people's permission. But sometimes it's just like being given the permission to like, it's okay for you to accept yourself. Like it's okay for you to validate. And I feel like sometimes you get that permission where it's like, oh, somebody else is telling me that like, I don't have to keep being at war with myself over this. All right. So we painted a pretty good picture of the before and the process and everything. So tell me, like, what are your results? Give them some holistic results and then give them some tangible results if you have it. Yeah. I mean, I think that the holistic one is just like, I think that was much bigger for me. It was the level of peace that I feel and not even just in the moment of like learning how to sort of self-regulate and bring myself back into my body and back into the present and have that level of self-love and self-validation, which is just priceless. I think it's really the confidence that like I have these tools, right? Like you were just saying, like life's going to life, right? It's not going to stop. And it's really knowing, especially like, you know, I think we've all talked about this. It's like, I can't believe we have been taught these things. But I think for me, who knows what's going to get thrown at me in the next, you know, year, five years, 10 years, 30 years of my life. And like that kind of confidence of like, oh, but I can make it so much easier now. Like I now know how to be with myself and have my own back and really love myself through whatever it is. Like, I think that confidence is priceless because it really is like, what is that worth? Right? Like, I know I'm going to go through hard things throughout the rest of my life. Like that's, that's a given. If you want any guarantee, it's that. Right. And it's like, if I cannot be in that state that I was in and this constant kind of beating of myself up or like shaming myself or constantly telling myself I should be different or pushing through and just being able to move through this world a little gentler with myself and like being the soft place for myself instead of cracking the whip all the time. I think it's just made everything. Yeah, it is priceless. And it's made everything easier. Like it's made business easier. It's made life and family life easier. It's really like changed how I show up to the day to day. And I was just talking to you, like I went through something hard this last month and it was so fascinating to watch myself and watch like how much gentler I was with myself as I was going through it and how much I didn't need to rush through it. And I didn't feel scared of the, like before I feel like there was like a fear around it and I wanted to like kind of tamp it down. And I was like, well, I guess this is what we're going through now, you know? And I just kind of, <laughs> and I was telling you, I kept being like low and slow, going low and slow. It's going to take a week. It might take a month. If I take who knows where we at. Okay. That's where we at. Yeah. And we're just going to move through it. And so I think like that has been the biggest shift by far. And I think like holist, like that has really changed a lot. Tangibly, my business has completely changed over the last six months. I started a membership program and I have to say like just these tools, it was a difficult transition. There's a lot more work. There's a lot more back end. There's a lot more selling. So there's a lot more visibility. There's a lot more me like constantly launching And I don't know that I would be able to have done it. Like I've grown it now to a hundred members and it's like, I'm really proud of what I'm building there. And I think it's really more that I can do it in a sustainable way, in a way that I'm not like running myself constantly into the ground. And I'm still learning that. I still, you know, this isn't like all of a sudden I'm like a Zen Buddhist and I'm just like, 
<laughs> yeah. I'm just right. like enlightened all day, every day. I mean, I'm still burning myself out at certain times or going too hard or whatnot. It's just that I now have like the tools to kind of rein myself back in or, or to be there with myself as I'm going through this stuff. So good. So good. Yeah. I think that is priceless. It's worth it's, Yeah. Worth there's, everything. Yeah. There's nothing worse. And I see clients and I see people all the time, like having this robust life and having a shitty experience of it. Totally. And the funny thing is, is like, this is what I coach people. And like, I think for me, what was fascinating is that it was, I think it's two iterations. So like the people I help, which is where I was as a lawyer is like completely miserable. So like surviving, right. It was like, we're at a level of burnout and just everyday dread and hating our lives. Mm -hmm. And I really help people get to the place where like, you can like learn like, oh, I actually can manage the stress and I can love my life and stuff. And I think like what was fascinating is I thought I'd gone there. I was like, I am happy and I have so much less stress and I'm doing great. Right. And I think sometimes it's easy to fall into like, well, I don't need anything else because, you know, now I have the business and I'm making money and, you know, I have more freedom and I, my kids are healthy and everything is great. But I knew there was more. It was just like, I was like, okay, yes. And I still do these things. I'm still like kind of dragging these remnants of that life where I had to kind of push all the time. And I, I'm so grateful to myself for having done coaching because I, I really think like, oh, there's another level. Like, yes, maybe you what you got through from like 0% to 50%, but then like, can you go from 50 to 75? Can you go from 75 to 90? Like, it's not that you're making as big of maybe incremental changes. Like for me on the outside, a lot doesn't look different than what it did six months ago for me. But on my experience of it is so different and it's so enjoyable. And it's like, gosh, if you could do that, then why wouldn't you? And I think though, I think your experience of it and when your life is easier on the inside, and this is where I go with capacity. Now we've increased the capacity to make it better on the outside too. Like I have no doubt now with these skills, you're going to figure it out. Millions, right? Like millions. A hundred percent. And that's another thing I will say is like, I think in our society and even in coaching, and I understand the need for an ROI. And so I think I understand that like kind of in capitalism, we have this idea of like, what do I get out of it and what's tangible? And I think that we sort of do ourselves a disservice because again, these types of modalities and these types of healings is not something like, okay, you do this work and within three months you're healed. You're like, you're done, right? It's really like you're learning this tool that slowly keeps expanding that capacity. And like, what is the result of that in six months, in a year, in two years, in five years, right? For me, it's not as though it's like, okay, I did this and what did I get in those six months? And that's, it's like, holy hell, I just like learned something that's going to allow me to feel safe as I expand what I can experience. And that will change the trajectory, right? Like you look at like the, you know, the analogy of like, if you move a plane's like nose, like two degrees, it ends up in a completely like hundreds of miles away. That's what you're, I feel like we're sort of talking about is like, you're changing a way you react to let's say stress or whatnot. And that might be the difference of you burning down your whole business because you're burned out in two years or you being able to handle that and like be able to grow to the next level. And so I've seen far and away, like unbelievable results. But I just know that like, that's just the beginning. This is like laying the groundwork of how I can expand that capacity within myself and just keep growing it. Totally. I totally agree. I do. Okay. So tell them how to get in contact with you, who you help again, all the information and any last words. 
Well, you can come find me pretty much anywhere at Lessons from a Quitter. So on Instagram is where I mostly hang out. Come send me a DM if you listen um, and let me know and let me rave all about Brig to you privately if you want. So you can find me there. I have a membership if you are struggling in a career that you hate and you really find yourself kind of in that beginning stage where you're fully miserable. It's called the Quitter Club and I would love to have you there. I guess final words is like, I'm just so honestly indebted and grateful to you for putting your gifts out there and helping so many people. I think that you see people in a way that a lot of people don't. And while it might be the same tools as other coaches, you just do it in such a unique and loving manner. Like it truly feels like a mama bear that's like protecting you. And how lucky are we to have that in this world? So thank you for not only your help with me, but for sharing your gifts because it is so, so needed. And I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to coach with you. And I love you so much. And I'm just so thankful. Mm-hmm. Well, I love you too. And thank you. And I think you are signing up for another round. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm signing up. <laughs> That's the thing is like this work doesn't end. And I know it is a very, like it is privilege to say like, I can, you know, pay for coaching and stuff. But what you were just saying, like, if I can change the experience, it's like, I could go spend this money and do all this other stuff. But if I'm miserable doing it all, like if I'm going on these vacations and I'm unhappy or I'm buying that car and I'm unhappy, I think for so many of us, when we really unlock the key of like, oh my God, coaching changes everything. I'm just like, take all my money. Just make me feel better. <laughs> this is so worth it. Right, because I think it's the thing, I tell people all the time, like it's the thing that helps us stay in the game. We can mm-hmm. start the game. We can start the business. We can start everything. But that stress gets to a level. Yeah. And then we're like, I'm quitting, forget this. Like yeah. we're thinking everything. And if we can take that away, then we can stay in the game to figure out the rules, to change it and like to really be successful. It's the fact that we can't stay in the game that's making, yeah. that's keeping us there. That's our new ceiling. I Totally, think. totally. Yeah. yeah. 100%. All right. Thank you. Well, you're the best. Thank you, Rick. Thank you guys. And- My one-on-one slots are opening back up. So take a look. Go to BrickJohnson.com and book a breakthrough call. Do it. (laughs) Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. That's deeply rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.